Are you that weirdo that has a psychic medium on speed dial? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Happy Hour Gets Weird. Hi, friends and weirdos. Welcome. Welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And today we are right smack dab in the middle of our spiritualism block of episodes. And we are going to focus in on individual mediums. Yes. Well, mine's a pair, but a pair of individual mediums together. Well, I think that counts. I do too. Like the Fox sisters, they were a, they were a unit. Yes, and you've showed me a picture, and they are quite handsome. The the mediums that I'm doing today, mm-hmm. they were cute, and mm-hmm. I even looked at okay, because I'm like sometimes drawings, you know, it's a drawing. You might have fudged a little, but I looked at a picture, and I still think they're cute. <laughs> well, I feel like drawings make especially old-timey drawings can I feel like they don't look as handsome or as beautiful as they were in real life really yeah I think the opposite I feel like it always makes them look worse do I just have a cartoon fetish (laughs) maybe I'm so excited to get into this episode I think it's gonna be really fun but before we get into it what are we drinking today all right again with the maximalist mentality when it comes to the mixology this block it is a spicy cucumber grapefruit martini that sounds fantastic it is so good actually it's so great I think that if you would have been a medium during the spiritualism movement you would have had a very over-the-top show I would have had a it would have been very chaotic I would have had (laughs) animal spirit guides I would have had ancient spirit guides I would have had a spirit guide that I said would probably still alive I would have been it would have been chaotic and people would have left with panic attacks traumatized yes there's instruments she's painting she's naked she's dancing they would leave with generalized anxiety disorder (laughs) traumatized fully traumatized Like when people first went and saw the uh, Exorcist movie and didn't Mm -hmm. realize that it was such a scary, horrible movie, that would have been the reaction to 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 my show, my seances. Uh huh. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Oh my god. Well, you're to get you know tangents galore. That's us. Uh huh. Uh, To get back on track with the drink, it sounds fantastic. And if you're interested in the recipe or you want to see a picture, it will be on our Instagram. Per usual. Um, All right. So I'm just going to get right into it. And I, now I, I followed this assignment or theme, but I would say I did it maybe loosely. Okay. But I added a little bit of. I'm so scared. Okay. So it is about a medium. Mm -hmm. However, I, what's that um, TikTok? Add a little bit of spice. Okay, so I added just a little bit of spice. Okay, okay. So I am talking about Pascal Beverly Randolph. And I'm sorry, I'm very upset with my parents that they did not name me Pascal. It's beautiful. I am changing it. I think traditionally it is like a a masculine name, but hey, Mm -hmm. I like it. That's my new name. That's my new like going out name, Pascal. You're going to be so much fancier than me when I'm just like, hey, I'm Steve and you're I'm Pascal. <laughs> Are we going with that this weekend when we hang out? Yes, I am Pascal. <laughs> I hope we, we should get name tags, just the paper ones. Just yes. Them. Yes, my name is and then Pascal and Steve. So it's easy to make friends. Yes. Actually, I don't I don't want to make friends. Oh, I'm just getting nervous <laughs> thinking about having to talk to people I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I just got like a little, I'm sweaty. Um, all right. So people recognize the name Blavatsky, Crowley, the Fox sisters, but what they might not recognize is Pascal Beverly Randolph. And he's actually a pretty prominent American historical figure that we don't talk about enough. And he's responsible for starting some of America's first esoteric societies 
and he also introduced Americans to sex magic. Wow. Yes. Bow chicka bow wow. I find that highly exciting. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Cassie managed to make the episode about sex. Okay. If, you, if this is not your first time here, you are not surprised. So I am high-key obsessed with sex magic, and I have been for a while. I watched a show about two... High-key? Yes. <laughs> so... As opposed to low-key? Yes. I just realized what you said. Um, so I watched a show about this... Uh, heist couple and Mm -hmm. they used sex magic and i I was like what this is a thing nobody's told me about it i'm so Mm -hmm. upset about my schooling they should offer a sex magic class in college yeah where was that on my world's religion class yeah it wasn't i would have noticed it and i would have taken it and i you know what professor i'm talking about oh he should have taught that class (laughs) (laughs) we can say his name it's a very common name yes and he could have just thrown in his TA also. I wouldn't have mound. Mind. Mound. Mound. Minded. Mound. Mind. <laughs> okay. Sex magic gets me all crazy. Anyways. All right. So. Is this what is this what the bed muffins was about? Yes. Okay. Uh, that okay. was our offering. Uh, okay. So born in New York in 1825, Pascal's mother, Flora Beverly, was an indigenous and african-american woman and his father who wasn't around but he did know was a descendant of a prominent colonizer by the name of william randolph he was also an ancestor to thomas jefferson and robert e lee Mm -hmm. so pascal was a lot of different things he was a medical doctor he was an author, a lecturer, a member of the occult. He founded a secret society, and he was also a trance medium. So Pascal wrote that he believed because he was of mixed race, literally made of two different worlds, it gave him access to two different worlds, this, the living, and beyond. And that's a very diet version of what he talked about i'm not mm-hmm. doing his writings justice it's it's really actually fascinating his beliefs on race and the human experience and how it correlated with mediumship spiritualist and the occult if you're interested in that read it his books are readily available he he's written a lot of books so at the age of 12 pascal's mother passed away and he was homeless oh. he lived on the street and he had no money Oh my gosh, how terrible. Yeah, but he became a cabin boy for sailing ships, and he then later became a sailor. And he, something that was um, tragic actually birthed something amazing, because if that had never happened, he wouldn't have had the travel experience that he did. So he traveled around the world. He went all over Europe. He went to Persia, Asia, Syria, India, and Africa. And he met spiritualists, mediums, occultists, Freemasons of Europe. He met folk magicians in Egypt and Africa. He studied ancient societies and many, many religions. That is so cool. It is so cool. And I'm like pissed that people don't really know about him. Like he's not a mainstream like historic figure and he really should be definitely he was 13 and did more than most people do in their entire lives including me i haven't gone anywhere (laughs) that's awesome even though it did have a tragic beginning like you said it totally turned into something yeah kind of amazing yeah so it was said that his lineage and his ability as a medium was what allowed him access to these worldly and ancient teachings that kind of like let him see behind the curtain people were more welcoming um because of those parts of him and and these practices were otherwise closed to europeans and westerners and they actually a lot of europeans and a lot of westerners would have never had access to this knowledge and practice if it wasn't for pascal because he shared it Mm -hmm. 
1855, he came back to New York as one of history's most important but least talked about spiritualist mediums, occultist, sex magician, and he was also a Restocrucian. Wait. Restocrucian? Restocrucian? Shit, I looked it up and now I forgot. I remember I went to their website when we did our... The conspiracy. Yes, because... Yes. Yes. I think I might have signed up. He founded that society. (laughs) That's spoiler Seriously? Yes, I'll get to that. (laughs) Okay, okay. So when he came back to New York, he was like all of these things and he was traveling around and he was really um, specifically helping the African-American formerly enslaved. um, He was giving lectures and he was a feminist. I mean, he was like just an amazing human. Um, He was really close friends with Abraham Lincoln, and he also was his advisor. Abraham Lincoln was kind of rad. Yeah, he was, really. Um, Pascal had the title of Supreme Grand Master within the Rosicrucian Society, which he founded in the United States. He didn't, he came from Europe. He learned it. It's basically a secret society from Europe and then he came to the United States and founded the United States Rosicrucian Society. Um, the society has mixed reviews um, and this comes up in a previous episode we did on conspiracy theories. Um, some people link them to the New World Order and some believe that they're just like a secret society minding their own secret business. So it's kind of like nobody yeah. knows because they're secret. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. It's a secret society and nobody knows what the hell's going on. Yeah. Shocking. That was a really fun episode. That was a fantastic episode. And they are still in practice today. Yeah. Because I think I would, I I mean, you could, they have a website. Yeah. That's that, what I'm trying to spit out of my freaking mouth. Uh, they have a website. That episode, actually, Tiffany did um, the stones and I did John Dillinger, mm-hmm. which George, I, the Georgia Guidestones, right? Yes. Is that what they were called? Yes. And I covered the John Dillinger conspiracy, which I just went to the mob museum in Vegas and there was a bit on him and it was so cool. A show was supposed to exhume his grave and do DNA, remember? But then I think because 2020 happened. Oh, that's right. It got canceled. So let's start that, uh, a GoFundMe. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Sign a petition. Yeah. Notify your local congressman. <laughs> Let's get it on the bill. Let's get it on the bill. <laughs> Let's get this done. <laughs> um, so, like I said, Pascal would lecture. He would hold seances as a self-proclaimed triple clairvoyant. Um, and he would relay the message from the other side while in a trance he lived in new orleans for a short time after the civil war where he taught former enslaved people literacy and he was also a principal of a school for a short time oh that's cool yeah he lectured on sexuality and the power within the act of sex hence sex magic and in the mid-1800s when it was illegal to mention birth control, he straight up advocated for birth control for women. I just got mad and happy at the exact same time. Seriously, I know. It was like double-edged sword that I just stabbed you with. Um, he was pretty cool. So he had a medical practice where he practiced medicine slash medium, the spiritualist medicine that you talked about in our first main episode he Mm -hmm. was kind of fell under that umbrella he was like a jack of all trades it was it's kind of cool um but i find one of the juiciest i'm gonna spill a little spiritualist movement tea right here um well madame blavatsky doesn't really fall into spiritualism it's more occult but Mm -hmm. it's said that pascal had beef with madame blavatsky oh blavatsky did not like him because she was fucking jealous of him. <laughs> I can see that. I think she was kind of out, out of control. I feel like she was a little out of control. Yeah. So she, it's said that she wanted nothing more than to rifle through his journals and find out all of his secrets. <laughs> She's crazy. Yeah. Why? He seems so good. I know. And she was just like, I don't like him. 
<laughs> with like her cre- I just picture with like her with her little hair. short curly bang. I don't like him. Oh, let's see. I think she was Russian, right? So it would be like mm. Russia. I don't like him. I don't like him. I can't do Russian. So later in his life, he moved to Ohio and he opened his own publishing house where he published over 50 of his own writings. And he published things on medicine, alchemy, elixirs, clairvoyance, spiritualism, and sex magic. Probably the most controversial thing that he talked and wrote about was sex magic. And all right, so I've said sex magic quite a bit in this episode so far. So if you're following along, you can turn this into a drinking game. If you get your time machine and go back to the beginning of that No, it's okay. We'll put it in the description. Drink every time Cassie says sex sex magic. Yes. For sure. He seems like he's a genius. He was. He was. Literally a genius. Yes, he was. So what sex magic is, because I feel like I can't say it this many times and not just kind of touch on what it is. Um It's a belief that sexual energy or the energy that accumulates while having sex or reaching orgasm can be harnessed and used to manifest or transcend your current reality. How do you harness it? That seems so hard. Like you have to do rituals and then you have sex and you harness that energy. Like you use it to manifest. Like the couple I talked about, they robbed a armored truck and mm-hmm. they they use sex magic and they like got away with it for decades it it like worked so while they were having sex they pictured themselves getting away with the huge heist and then they did the heist is yes. that what you mean so they had like an altar and they did magic rituals and then they sex were part of was part of those rituals and then they like harnessed the energy or the orgasm energy and they Mm -hmm. use that energy to like manifest so they would like think about their reality and their they would manifest while they were having sex and while they were orgasming I feel like we just opened up a brand new Pornhub search (laughs) (laughs) I find it so fascinating I do too and it seems like it's would that seems really hard I I watched it it with my husband and I legit was so angry that we were not practicing sex magic. He was thought I was um, like genuinely upset. But I told him, I was like, we missed opportunity. How long have we been together? Missed opportunity. We could have all the happiness, all the riches, all the power. We we've just been having sex to have sex. What a waste of sex. I said, where did all of our sexual energy go? Just into the universe, not making us rich and famous. That's for goddamn sure. Bullshit. You need to be multitasking. So, um, yeah, like sign me up for sex magic. Thank you so much. I'm actually. I'm, I'm going to try that tonight. I'm going to try some sex seriously. magic tonight. So seriously. My husband's outside cup up to the door. Just. <laughs> yes. Finally. Uh, so Pascal's work influenced. The Hermetic Order, which is like a major magical secret mm-hmm. society. The Golden Dawn. I mean, talk about heavy hitters of secret societies. Another cool thing about Pascal yeah. is he believed that we didn't start at Adam. Humans were here long before Adam, and the previous humans weren't savages and they weren't animals. They were actually civilized and had some sense of like society so i think that's really cool in a time where like puritanical religions were taking over he was like oh hell no first of all take birth control harness your sex energy and shit didn't start with adam that's honestly revolutionary for like many states that's like revolutionary for today that's what I'm saying. That's revolutionary for numerous states in the United States of America as of right now. Yeah. As of this recording, this guy would be fucking blowing people's minds. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so he, um, you know, as tragic as Pascal's journey started, it kind of ended tragically as well. 
Um, he was found uh, at the age of 50 in his Ohio home um, with a, what was initially thought to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound. However, oh, no. they later changed it to accidental gunshot wound because his writings stated that he was against self-harm and he his friends and family really did not believe that he would ever harm himself um Mm -hmm. he also was just newly married to his second wife he just had a baby and they didn't think that he would have done that to himself um but rumor has it that a former friend made a deathbed confession where he admitted to murdering Pascal out of <gasps> jealousy. What? Yes, but that nobody knows. Like, nobody knows the truth. Like, nobody knows what happened. What? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So he has kids out there. I want to know where his great, great, great grandkids are. I know. I believe he had four children, three from a previous marriage and one from his second or a later marriage. Um, I And that is kind of just short and sweet. That's an interesting life of Pascal Beverly Randolph. And it's interesting that he does. I, I find I want to read his books because me too. I find the idea that being from two different worlds gives him some access to other worlds or Mm -hmm. i i just think that is so cool and such a like fascinating idea and belief i love that it's really beautiful yeah and i didn't i i'm just mad that i didn't um learn about him sooner i'm really mad at myself and mad at all the adults in my life and everybody who taught me anything um but his works are readily available you could get them on google books there's some on amazon probably audible um so that is pascal beverly randolph in a sweet beautiful mysterious little nutshell you did a great job thank you i've also never heard of him and his story is super fascinating i feel like as i get older and i you know try to learn something new whenever I can there's so many people in American history Mm -hmm. that had such fucking fascinating stories that are totally ignored totally and it's not okay it's bullshit is Uh, actually the word that I'm looking for yeah just in just new level of rage just unlocked (laughs) it's typically people of color yeah absolutely and women women. Mm -hmm. it's it's fucked up yep because there's so many great stories out there that we should all know. Well, so many amazing people touched our history and made such an impact. And because, you know, everything is whitewashed in our majority of our school systems, we mm-hmm. don't know about it. Yeah. 100%. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Speaking of sex, sex magic, let's talk about these hot mediums. <laughs> Speaking of sex, sex magic, let's talk about these brothers, Cassie. Okay, first of all, I'm just going to say. What? This might be the only time a threesome is acceptable with twins. <laughs> no, I'm They're kidding. They're not twins. They're this, just brothers. Oh, wow. They look like twins. They did. They did. Okay. That's also going to be a popular search on Pornhub. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll stop go ahead Pornhub, sponsor us please for the love of god for the love of sex magic sponsor us i'm gonna start screaming that instead of for the love of god okay so today i am exploring two brothers cassie they're brothers okay okay that that became quite famous for their over-the-top seances and musical mediumship oh but like so many mediums of the time unfortunately they were not as honest as their audience would like to think Mm. bummer ira and william davenport were born in 1839 and 1941 in buffalo new york just a few hours away from hydesville Their father was a police officer, 
And in the articles I read, it never once mentioned their mother. So fuck everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Just <laughs> typical. Typical history. Just give the mom I the know. shaft. I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know if she was there. I don't know anything. Anyway, the brothers began their performances in 1854. Stories of the Fox sisters had circulated, and they were interested in doing something similar. The brothers were managed by their father, and the group also included a local named Faye, that was his last name, who was interested in seances. Their seances were introduced, much like in the early uh, Fox sister days, Mm -hmm. by a former minister who believed in the spiritualist movement. And that minister would assure the audience that uh, the brothers worked with spirits in their show, not deception. Mm -hmm. I think that the minister really um, believed in the show. Okay. I kind of feel like these... uh, Davenport brothers learned a lot from the Fox sisters is my point. Okay. They were very heavily influenced. After some local seance circles in the early 1850s, the Davenports thought they were ready for the big time. (laughs) So they made their way to New York City. New York City. (laughs) I'm so happy I'm not the only one that thinks that every time I read New York City. Is that the Pace commercial? Yes, Is that it is. why? Yeah, it's a salsa. It's... <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh my sex magic. <laughs> the brothers act was going just fine. People seemed to enjoy the show and trust the young mediums. Until a policeman, perhaps a detective, <laughs> Decided to shine a little light, pun always intended, <laughs> on the seance by shining a lantern in the middle of the show. <gasps> oh, okay. Not allowed. No. Come on. Debbie Downer, get out of here. If you don't like it, then don't go. Seriously, party pooper. Ira and William were seen running around the room <laughs> with instruments in their hands. <laughs> Okay, this is funny. Uh, Clearly the jig was up, so the boys left town and went home. And they still conducted seance circles back around Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this was the late 1800s, so it's not like this was all over Twitter. Yeah, exactly. They weren't canceled on the internet. Yeah, I don't think anybody even knew what had happened at that other seance where, you know, they were totally uh, outed. Yeah. And it's and and that's also funny to me because it's like that news didn't travel, but I feel like the whole spirit, the spiritualism movement as a whole, did travel, and spread so quickly. Uh, yeah, I I totally agree with you. And I the only thing I could think is because it was so fantastic that it just you know how, like it just weird news like that travels fast, and I think mm-hmm. maybe people. It traveled so quickly because people, you know, wanted to be the messenger of something so awesome. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I say awesome, not like a kid from the 90s, like awesome. I say awesome, like filled with awe. Awe-inspiring. Yes, awe-inspiring. Yes. Not totally nar-nar. Yeah. As the kids (laughs) say every day like obviously. rad like today <laughs> pretty dope um so the boys didn't stop their work they just pivoted okay a uh, new location kind of new show um and I just want to point out here that this would not be the only time the Davenport brothers were exposed but nobody likes a quitter or right. the show must go on or some shit that's that show business say. that's show business baby this clear failure in musical mediumship led them to develop a spirit cabinet hmm. or box illusion oh okay which also involved musical instruments and don't get too excited here cassie but rope oh <gasps> i love it babes i love it <laughs> 
<laughs> the <laughs> these poor brothers, their story just turned so kinky on but our I, show. But I don't. We sometimes I feel like okay. So I did sex magic. You did the budding BDSM community, <laughs> like a little bit of incestual things going on. The incest trope. They're yeah. not though. No. Well, we just did it. We, we just we turned we, it. We yeah. we dirtied that image. But my question is, clearly they were good musicians. They played instruments well. Why didn't they just be <clears throat> traditional musicians? Like why? Bird and Sons. Yeah. Like why? At, like uh, Kings of Leon, Kings of Buffalo. Like why didn't they just? Maybe these are Kings of Leon in a past life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that that is a good question. I think that whatever was going on at the time, they would have spun that uh-huh. and done something with it. Yeah. So if it was like, you know, pumpkin growing or, you know, riding horseback on your hands. I don't know. <laughs> they would have been like, we play our violin and it makes the pumpkin grow bigger. I don't know. Yep. Those are very good good examples very (laughs) obvious that anybody would have thought of they're very good I try the queen of examples (laughs) the Davenport's spirit cabinet was about six feet wide six feet high and two and a half feet deep uh I have we'll post a picture on our Instagram or you can, if you're listening, look it up. There's some um, little drawings of it. It's pretty cool. And I think there's uh, one, I found one photo and a drawing. It's pretty cool. So the cabinet was split into three sections with three doors. The left and right segments had a little bench for each brother to sit on facing each other, facing in towards the middle. And in the middle section, there was a bunch of instruments. And um, the instrument door had a small window at the top with a black curtain. And the entire cabinet was elevated from the floor by three wooden sawhorses. So basically it was like one brother on one side, one brother on the other side, instruments in the middle. Okay. The brothers would be tied up by volunteers from the audience. (laughs) Hands, feet, Probably their ankles, commonly called the butthole of the leg back in those days. <laughs> yes, everybody knows that. Common knowledge. We're taught that in third grade history. <laughs> you know, everybody knows that. <laughs> Basically, the brothers were restrained. Then the doors to the cabinet were closed or the curtain or whatever was closed. And after a moment, reopened to show the brothers were now freed from their restraints. What? Then the doors would shut again. Only tree open again, revealing the brothers were again tied up. What's <gasps> happening? Finally, you guessed it, the doors were shut once more and instruments would start clanging. They had horns, tambourines, violin, uh, guitar, all this shit was happening in the cabinet, right? And then, and then they started playing <laughs> Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> we did. Oh, I don't want to get sued. Don't come after me. Uh Sometimes there would be banging on the cabinet. Sometimes people would hear banging all around the room. It was quite a fucking show. Yeah. To finish it all, a bare arm would sometimes reach from that little curtain in the center cabinet and ring a dinner bell. What? I don't know why. (laughs) Sometimes a volunteer would also be in the cabinet with the brothers. Oh my goodness. That doesn't seem like a good situation. No, I imagine that would be less fun than they assumed well, when they volunteered. Unless that volunteer was me. You would love it. Yes. You'd be like, tie me up, brothers. <laughs> Heard of sex magic? <laughs> uh, so this is one version of the illusion box. Another version just said that the brothers were basically tied up, the doors were shut, and music played. And then they would open the doors and the brothers were still tied up and everybody was like, what? what happened? I think that it was kind of their show varied mm-hmm. you know some days you really want to go big or go home and some days you are hung over and just want to sit in a dark cabinet yeah you know we've all been there yeah a hundred percent it was a pretty exciting show either way it sounds exciting it sounds exciting and pretty fucking bizarre <laughs> after the cabinet scene 
the Davenport brothers held another seance where they would be tied up and instruments would again play around the room. Sort of more of a typical seance situation in a room as opposed to a cabinet, but uh-huh. the brothers just loved being tied up. I clearly. And this second part of the, the seance was kind of um, similar to what their original show was. Uh-huh. Only it was a more skilled version of that. Okay. You know, they they didn't get busted. And they also added phosphorescent oil to the instruments what? so that they glowed when they would move around. So it would be in a dark room and people would see the instrument outline kind of moving while it was playing, but they didn't see the yeah. musician. Yeah. Which it was the reason that they were tied up is because their boners were actually playing the instruments. That's what it was. They could only get a boner that strong <laughs> and that skilled if they were tied. You know? Skilled enough to play the violin. Yes. I'm physically crying right now. I'm trying not to, but I am. Um, <laughs> the phosphorescent oil thing reminded me of the episode that we did on the Radium Girls, right? Oh, that's – yes. Oh, my God. Which was very deadly, actually. Probably not – shouldn't play with that. No. The Radium Girls okay. story, even if you don't want to listen to our episode, read about the Radium Girls story because it will fucking blow your mind. Yeah. Okay. So um, Mary Curie, her husband, I think his name was mm-hmm. Stephen Curie, Stefan Curie. Mm-hmm. He actually, wow, weird random tie-in, but he was a convert to spiritualism. As a scientist, he was determined wow. to disprove it and then actually became a convert. 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 That is a crazy, bizarre, random tie-in. Yeah, weird. Put that in your pocket for the next trivia night. You drop that sweet, factual nugget on an unsuspecting stranger, prepare You're getting to laid. get a wedding proposal within 24 hours. <laughs> You're getting fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting fucked. I like how I'm the creepier one of us, and I'm like, you will be married within a day. And you're like, you're getting fucked. Oh, my God. So business was going pretty good until the Civil War started getting real shitty. Mm -hmm. Buzzkill. Yeah. So the Davenport brothers took their act to Europe. Oh, so they just, like, dipped. We're like, like eh, get out of here. Can't really make any money anymore. Let's go to, let's go to yep. Foggy London Town. Oh my, the, the amount that I'm attempting accents from around the world this episode is criminal. It is criminal. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, <laughs> I'm fine. So in Europe, the audience was much more skeptical. Okay. The audience there, the audience volunteers tied tighter knots. Okay. They complained that shows in darkness seem to be hiding something. Okay. They're, so clearly they're been around longer. Yeah. It wasn't their first rodeo and they are not as dumb as Americans. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> uh, this shit really hit the fan when a magician named, okay, I didn't look this name up, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Masculine. Oh, I like it. Okay. John Mascaline, this magician, peeked through their cabinet curtain <gasps> and saw that the ropes they were supposed to be secured with were loose. And Ira was, in fact, playing the instruments himself. <laughs> <laughs> These guys. After this exposure was made, Mascaline decided to copy the act. Oh, he my goodness. He was a magician, after all. <laughs> Like, he wasn't even doing it because he was pissed. He was literally just like, oh, I need to know how these fuckers do this because I also want to tour and play music and get laid. Yes. So he had a cabinet of his own built, and soon there were many copycats touring Europe. Okay. With numerous exposures of fraud and multiple copycats of the show, the Davenport brothers basically fessed up that they were faking the acts and had, in fact, no help from spirits. 
Although the verdict is somewhat still out on whether the brothers actually believed in the spiritualism movement. There was some evidence that Ira Davenport, the hot one, (laughs) might have been a practicing spiritualist. Mm, Okay. Somebody in the 90s did a bunch of research looking over old letters and all of this stuff. So he, that's where I'm getting that information from. So maybe this is one of those times where a believer will fake something to get other people to believe because they think the ends justify the means. Right. And obviously they were getting rich and famous from it. Right. Either way, faking it happens all the time in the paranormal community. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, I get it to a certain, I get it in on a certain level because people are just desperate for evidence, but faking shit is always a bad idea and just reflects poorly on whatever community you're trying to um, promote. Yeah. Like, I know this is a common thing, but then, but you always get caught and then it makes everybody else look like they're lying too, you know? Right. And like, pardon the pun, but what happens in darkness always comes to light. So it's like, Mm -hmm. even some of the greats have been proven. So I just feel like they just kind of shit on the spiritualist movement. Yeah. They tried to claim that they never openly said that they were spiritualists. Oh, okay. And they just let the audience believe what they wanted to. Mm -hmm. But then other people said, you guys did say that you were spiritualists medium spiritual medium so it's like you know he said he he said she said he said he said kind of situation I think that they were well aware that they were uh misleading people yeah obviously I think saying oh well we never said that we are spiritualists we're just letting the audience believe is kind of like something you say after you kind of get called out and busted yeah it's like lying by omission you still you still deceive people. Yeah. Like there's this thing going on right now in uh, on social media, specifically TikTok. It's these like wealthy New York girls are like posting like daily, like what I do in a day. And they're like, oh, I go to these like ex- super exclusive restaurant and I got into the super exclusive like sample sale. And they were kind of getting called out on their privilege. And then they all started saying like, oh, well, this is just satire. Like, this isn't what we really do. We're just doing satire. And it's like, uh, I think that you really do that. And you didn't realize how um, obnoxious and not, shitty it is. <laughs> like, not self-aware you were. And then when the internet was like, ouch, you're actually kind of really gross. You were like, oh, wait, this is just satire. This is a character that I'm playing. Mm. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like that to me. Yes, it does. And those people on TikTok sound shitty. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird space. It's cool, totally cool and amazing. We have a TikTok, by the way, which is going to have new content coming out. But it is also a very weird, weird, place. funny, hilarious, but weird. Cassie is great on TikTok. Everybody pressure her to make more videos. I I will. New content is coming out. I usually make videos on how to make our drinks and pair them with a little snippet of our episodes. And that's that's coming. More coming soon. Such an organic promotion of our TikTok right now. Weird. We're just like have the universe flow. I did. You know what? I did sex magic earlier. And I'm drinking. (laughs) <laughs> See, those are the two things that lube up this pod. We sex need drinks magic. and sex magic. And white wine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the lube that this pod needs to perform properly. <laughs> so at this point, the Davenport brothers freely admitted that they were performing magic tricks and not performing seances with the help of ghosts. Um, But they still toured performing their acts. Mm -hmm. And despite this admittance, many people still believed spirits were helping the brothers perform such awesome tricks. Really? I think people were just like, this shit's too good to be magic. Yeah. William died in 1877, leaving Ira to continue the act until the 1890s. And... This is where old Harry Houdini comes in. Old Harry. Old Harry Houdini. 
Just before Ira's death in 1911, he revealed the brothers' secrets to Harry Houdini. <gasps> secrets such as the volunteer, quote unquote, in the cabinet with the men was a plant. <gasps> and why did they add the idea of being tied with rope? Not because... Because they wanted boners. Yeah, not because of boner kink stuff, Cassie. <laughs> As boys, their father had, show them, had shown them how to escape being tied up. Okay. Weird is very strange. It's weird father said time, to be sure. Yeah. The dad probably just wanted his sons to leave him the fuck alone and then just made up a game <laughs> where he just tied him up. <laughs> Try to get out of this one, boys. Do, do your 1940s. I know it's older than that, but do your do your 1940s accent. Um, see here, get out of these ropes, you mm-hmm. kids. I made you do that. <laughs> Wrong era, but I loved it. Very good. So, because they had learned as boys to escape uh, rope restraints, uh-huh. they were very good at it. And that's why they added it to their show. Okay, this this went in a better direction than like BTK. Like this is, this could have gone very wrong. BTK? Well, the the boys, the, the brothers doing rope oh, tricks. Oh. It could have, it went the way that it did, but it could have gone BTK. I think that they had a good dad. I think he was a. I think he was a good guy. I, he was a part of their act at the, at least at the very beginning. Oh. Like he, he was their manager and stuff. You know I what? think he, I think he was cool. But I mean, we don't know anything about the mom because women, you know, fuck it, right? Yeah, they're they don't have a voice, anyways. You know what? I just remembered that he's a police officer, so maybe he did it as a if you're ever tied up or or kidnapped or, or you're, kidnapped. Yes, mm-hmm. I could see that as a like a safety measure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good if you're ever restrained videos online, and I've watched multiples of the, like multiple different videos showing you how to get out of different k- kinds of restraints. It's honestly important, and you should look them up. It that is such a good thing to bring up because I've seen those too, and it is such a good thing to watch. So smart, so smart. Another secret that they revealed is that whenever a real volunteer a stranger would be tying the men up because remember how they would have a volunteer tie them up before they got in or you know once they were in the cabinet they picked somebody from the audience to tie them up yeah if the knots felt too tight the brothers would make a sound of pain <gasps> and the volunteers would naturally loosen the ropes themselves <gasps> oh like some tricky psychology yes exactly exactly so uh, that was just a few of the tips revealed to Houdini I'm sure there was so much more, and to be a fly on the wall during that conversation, I mean, come on. Reportedly, Ira told Houdini, Houdini, we started it, you finish it. And as we will explore more in our final main episode on the spiritualist movement, Houdini did attempt to end this movement by proving fraud whenever he could. So that's the story of the Davenport's. And uh, like I said, on our final main episode, we will be exploring the decline of the movement. Please drink every time we say Houdini, because I know it's going to fucking come up a lot. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about the amazing Fox Sisters and where spiritualism is today. Yes. I think it is going to be a great ending to this um, block on spiritualism. And I am so surprised at how what a you think of one little blip in history just one little piece of how vast our just American history is like you pick one little thread spiritualism and how it kind of all ties in to the fabric of mm-hmm. of America and like the beginning of America it's so crazy to me and I feel like there's so many big historical I mean, along with what you're saying, I feel like there's so many big historical figures. We all know about Houdini. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this part of his life wasn't talked about. Mm -mm. And he really fucking cared about it. Mm -hmm. 
Like he was so pissed off by spiritualism. Life's and it mission never is comes an up. understatement. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and obviously we know about Baberham Lincoln, more like it. That's what I say. I think I stole that from Wayne's World. Don't come after me, Wayne and Garth. My bad. Um, but there's so many there's so many important historical figures. Mm-hmm. This is su- this has been such a fun series, and I'm so happy that we decided to go here to kick off our first series back after our XL break. Me too. I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. And we are so excited to wrap up this series and then continue on with mini blocks of of episodes like this. We just love this new format and we hope you love it too. And if you don't, keep it to yourself. Because <laughs> oh we don't God. need that kind of negativity in our life. We don't. And you know what? We're learning sex magic. So yep. watch out, haters. Fucking yeah. watch out. Yes. Because we will <laughs> sex magic your ass. And not in a good way, in a bad way. We'll harness that orgasm energy to fuck your shit up, to ruin your life, to burn your lasagna, to make your feet stink in your favorite shoes. Ooh. That's the worst. (laughs) You're a pretty mean sex magician. I fight dirty. (laughs) You were on one this episode. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Old and new listeners. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening. Yes. And on that note, don't forget, love yourself. Lock your doors. And light some sage. And make some sex magic. Yes. Sex magic. Sex magic. Harness your orgasm. (laughs) Do it. Do it. (laughs) Cheers to that. Cheers to that.